When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome into the Starcastic Mark Studios, along with Christian, and we have a newcomer today with who we will introduce here in a second. I am Ryan, and this is the PGR for Game 2 against the Boston Bruins, where the Dallas Stars fall this evening to the Boston Bruins by a final score of 3-1. to one. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are brought to you by DraftKings. Make sure you use that promo code THPN next time. You go to the DraftKings app for a special offer from them. And with that, we will welcome in Christian back into the broadcast, as always, and Rookie. This is brother number six. Well, well, I guess he's number six of seven, I guess. And uh, Cooper, how you doing, buddy? Doing good? I'm doing good. Also, strawberry. 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 I I definitely agree. We were talking about different kind of jellies and jams in our private chat but uh but grape is still the right is the still the correct answer nice. but anyways uh christian how are you doing you doing okay i'm doing well uh i would have liked to see a better hockey game but you know yeah. right yeah when we're gonna get into all the details this evening um there's quite a bit to talk about with uh with this game as there always is with any loss that the dallas stars suffer um, but uh, let's just talk about some of the, the obvious things from uh, today's game. And uh, I think we really need to start with the lack of scoring in the first two games from our top two lines. There, there's, there's nothing there. Uh, Christian, w- w- what's your thoughts on that? Well, this game, the top two lines, it, it wasn't even just scoring. It was, it was all the way around. The top two lines sucked today. Like, the goals that were scored on us were both on the second line. The second line had terrible defense from the forwards coming back in. It was awful, specifically Hints. Hints had a terrible game. He Very also got hurt game. too, which totally could have been part of it. But still, awful. He was awful in the dot. He was, uh, what was he on the dot? Where, where, where'd he go? 22% on the faceoff dot. Yeah, that's, like, that's we, we expect bad. him to be the worst, but goodness. That is a crazy stat. Um, 
we had five power plays. Our top two line guys are on all those power plays. There was nothing at all. We couldn't even get into the zone on half the power plays. It was atrocious. And that was a theme for the whole game. It looked like we couldn't play offense at all. Like, it wasn't just that we just couldn't we couldn't execute and stuff. Like, stuff that was the main theme of last year why we couldn't score. No, this game we just weren't in the offensive zone at all. And it was... It, it, it looked like the second game of the year, to be honest, from the Stars. They looked terrible. Well, what, what I was really confused about is that they, they keep trying to play this type of game that doesn't fit their style. And, uh, I mean, they, they try different things to their credit, but and I know Boston's a good defensive team. They're a better defensive team than the Stars. And what's different about Boston is they can actually score. Uh. But No, you don't think so? No, they shouldn't be. I mean, we the first period they were all over us, and we still only let in one goal. So I think the Stars are still a better defensive team. Just we just sucked today. It, it, we didn't look anywhere close to what we looked like on a uh, on Thursday. It, it was just terrible it, all the way around. Like I don't think this you could even compare the two teams with this game because of how bad Dallas played. It, it wasn't even close. The only good period that they had was the second. And only like half of the second period was good. Everything, everything else, they were terrible almost all the way around. Well, and it, and I kind of commented this on uh, on Twitter. I was the one tweeting tonight, and uh, it it seemed like both teams just both pretty much sucked. Uh, it, there is the stars were not getting any sort of control or anything going into the offensive zone. Uh, the Bruins kept turning the puck over, and, and that's another thing I'll, I'll get to in a second is we just didn't spend any time in the offensive zone. We did not take advantage of those defensive turnovers. Yeah, uh, the offensive turnovers. We couldn't even me. enter the zone. So, but when we when we could, there was nothing going on. And, and, and when well, we because the only time we entered the zone was when we had Raffle and Glendening in them, and somehow they scored a goal. <laughs> so. Not, they're not on the same line, but you know what I mean. Those guys are not our offensive guys, and they were the only ones getting any kind of zone time. So, it, yeah, it, it sucked. It's just really frustrating uh, to, to watch this game. Um, I'm kind of going back through my tweets because, uh, I mean, a lot of my thoughts are there. Um, but uh, let's talk about Rope Hints for a second. Uh, so uh, Rope Hints had a... A, a decent game on Thursday. I mean, I wouldn't say he was completely noticeable or invisible or anything, but he had an okay game. Um, uh, in Was it in the first period that he got his chicklets hit by the skate, or was it the second period? I, uh, I think it was the first period. Okay. So in the first period, uh, Ropa Hintz is down on the ice, and uh, I forget whose skate it was, but it was the opposing team, the Boston Bruins player. His skate goes into Ropa Hintz's uh, lower lip, and then he goes off uh, for repairs towards the end of the first period. And come back, he's fine. And one of my uh, takeaways from that first period was, please, hockey gods, can we not get hurt anymore? We've already lost uh, Klingberg at least for a little while. Robertson hasn't even started this uh, season yet. And then uh, same thing with uh, Como, Como, who is one of our better defensive forwards. But uh, let's just talk about Rope Hintz and what you saw from uh, him tonight. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, on the forecheck, he was really weak, which I don't super blame him for because his lip got cut open. Uh, in the defensive zone, he wasn't able to put a body or a stick or anything on anybody. 
So every time he was in the slot, it was a lo- it was a liability. Uh, so yeah, he was he was pretty bad. Okay. Um, and uh, so Cooper, let me ask you this. Um, so Rope Hints was also a noticeable player tonight, but it, and it could be either good or bad. Uh, what player stuck out to you uh, tonight? And it could be either good or bad. Goalies. He was he was really good again tonight. Not quite as good as that first game though. But he was pretty good overall. Absolutely. He gave us a chance to win the game when we shouldn't have been, especially during that first period. First period he was standing on his head. They had what, like seventeen shots in the first period? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Holby and... played outstanding. He only allowed two goals all game and it looked like we didn't have a chance in the game somehow still. It was just really bad play. Let me piggyback on that for a second, because uh, at least the first piggyback half of it, then. Uh, <laughs> I will, or leapfrog, or I, I ran out of verbs. Um, the the what what I want to go from there is the fact that the first ten minutes it was a little deceptive. The shot clock, I felt like we had a lot of decent chances, and even though they had a lot of shots and stuff like that, and Chris is already disagreeing with me, so I'll give you it in a second, Chris, but. I thought the play was a little bit more equal the first 10 minutes, and then the Bruins just kind of took over from there. And uh, it was that last half of the first period that was was really bad, in, in my opinion. Chris, what, go I ahead. mean, in the first half of the first period, yes, we got into the zone, but it doesn't matter. It Like, we took, like, eight shots, and all of them missed the net by wide margins or were just terrible shots right into the shin pads of the guy right in front of us. So, like, kind of? Sure. I mean, we entered the zone in the first period. If that was a, if that's one of the positives that we can take away from this game, because otherwise there wasn't much. But I mean, it, it pretty much sucked all the way around, in my opinion. Except for that Glendening goal, then the about five minutes on either side of that goal, it wasn't a good night in any department other than goaltending, like like Cooper said. Right, and and and, I'll, and let's go ahead and, and mention that as a positive for tonight, because Holby had was very good tonight. He was, and I, I put this up on Twitter as well. That's a good. Uh, that was a really good point you made, Cooper. Uh, that Holtby, he wasn't asked to do like anything major. You know, I mean, he made some very good stops. There were some opportunities that the the Bruins had that he made good stops on, but when he was uh, asked to make a save, he was there and he was solid for a majority of the game. I mean, 37 saves is pretty major. 37 out of 39. His save percentage in the night is 949, and he's taking a loss. Like, man, and and, that and that's sucks. the other thing. The, 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 and that's one of my big staples that I talk about all the time is that when your goaltender only allows two goals or less, you should win the game. Period. Oh, yeah. There's no yes, question that. There's absolutely no reason why you should lose that game. Yeah. And and then that that kind of pulls it back all the way around to the circle for the first point we made and the fact that we're not getting any kind of contribution from uh, $13 yeah. million Sagan, $9.5 million uh, Ben, uh, you know, Radulov. And those are the, those are the big three right there that we that they need to be split up. Like, even the first game, when we were playing well, they still looked bad. So, I, I mean, I understand trying to get something going, but it was not good at all. And, I mean, even whenever they switched Radulov out, and, by the way, Radulov pretty much just as bad as hence this game. He, he looked like a chicken with his head cut off. He was just skating around in circles. It was ridiculous. The, the only difference between Hintz and Radulov, though, is that Hintz actually caused both of yeah. the, the Hintz both made of the, the big boo-boos. <laughs> yeah. And, so, uh, 
Go ahead. But sorry. They were both equally terrible. So, anyway, those top three guys, that can't be a line. That's terrible. That line has been nothing but bad the first two games. And he switched something up. I didn't like trying to put Gurionov there. By the way, Gurionov, again, looked lost in the offensive zone. He, he, he didn't look as bad, like, on the boards in the defensive zone as Henson Regilov did. But offensively, he's... He just looks lost. Like he looks like a puppy. It's <laughs> it's awful. So, it, I, I, and I don't know if that's taking too much out of a game where we obviously were just bad overall. But I, I feel like that line needs to needs to go, and I feel like Ben needs to go back on to to, to center, whether that's on the third line or what. And to to bonus's credit, I, I was going to mention that, and you but you kind of already mentioned it. To his credit. Towards the end of the second period, he realized it wasn't working, and he was trying different combinations. But uh, th- this question came to my head, uh, Cooper, and maybe you can answer this question for me. But is is Jason Robertson really that important to the top to the our our top forwards to score goals? Is he really that important, or are our forwards just not doing very well right now? Well. Last last season, he did contribute a lot of good goals, making great plays offensively. But the offense should not have to rely solely on one rookie player like they did last year. Man, we need to have Cooper on here more often. That was another good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I mean, we, we can say he doesn't matter that much, but he was second in the team on points last year. And he was a Calder n- number two behind a guy who had been playing the second highest level of professional hockey in the world for a while. And he, he completed that, uh, hence Pavelski line. And he was really a solid part of it. It wasn't just like, Oh, he was the wing guy. He was just like, he was the guy next to Ben and Sagan, but is what it used to be. Like, it didn't really matter who it was like, no Robertson was the, a big part of it. And I, I do think that that probably is the main thing that, that cause that is causing the offensive struggle right now. Cause even just Robertson in the game tonight, I feel like he gives us a chance every time that he's in. Cause I, I never last year we had, we didn't see him have like a, a terrible night, like the way Hintz did tonight. Like he, he was a solid guy and he would, he'd give you at least a couple of chances every game. It, it, it felt like we didn't even really have many great chances tonight. Um, let me, let me focus in on the next little thing I wanted to talk about. Cause, uh, I was a little frustrated, uh, not just with both teams, cause both teams were doing, you know, pretty bad, uh, on both sides of the puck. Uh, d- I guess the Bruins just sucked less in this game, but, uh, what did y'all think of the, the refing in this game? I was very, Maybe I maybe frustrated is not the right word, but the calls that they made compared to the calls they could have made were very bad. And, and, and I mean, even on the even on the stars, I was like, that's not a penalty. <laughs> you know, like when the stars would get the power play, I'm like, that's not a that's really not a penalty. I think there was one one or two decent calls out of the like what I don't know how many there were tonight, but there were. Uh, let me see, nine power plays tonight, and we got six of them, speaking of which, and we did yeah. nothing with it. But yeah. uh, anyways, uh, uh, what, what did y'all think of the, the refing in tonight? Yeah, it was really weird, and I'll go ahead and get into it because I know a lot of people are probably still talking about it. The offsides in the first period that 
maybe could have been offsides. That, that look, caused look, the penalty shot. That yes, caused the penalty correct. shot. Real time, I thought it was way offsides. Uh, I've seen a couple of freeze fr- frames from the game. It looks like it was way closer than it looked in real time. So it probably would have it probably would have stood anyway, even if you could review it. But I mean, that's just a that's just a bad break. I don't think there's any kind of need for e- even if he was offsides. There's no reason to change a rule for something like that. Like that's just that's not something that's really going to happen normally. So, and, and we still could have stopped Marchand, and we still could have saved the penalty shot. So it's not like it was a direct correlation. But yeah, the penalties tonight were super weird. Um, I I don't know why we got so many because we didn't have any pressure on them. So as a Bruins fan, I would be super frustrated with the way it was called because it, our our penalties did not feel earned at all. I, I would be very interested to hear uh, from the guys from the Boston Bruins podcast uh, what they thought of those uh, some of those penalties. And I mean, even like in the in the third period, especially the first ten minutes, they were just letting them have it. I mean, just letting things go. There was like on one side there would be like a tripping call from the stars, and then on the other side there was an interference call. By the way, that that interference call that was called on the Bruins, yes, it was a penalty, but really, you're gonna call that instead yeah, of all the, all other, the stuff? other things that went by? Yeah, right, exactly. Overall, it was very inconsistent, and it was kind of confusing because it seemed like they just wanted to do something for the sake of it. Yeah, inconsistent's the right word, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't seem like they had good control of the game at all. And like even between periods, it was different too. Because like the second period, all of a sudden it was it was a whistle party. So like, I don't know. I, I hope I hope it's not called like that again. Maybe that's just an East Coast thing. Hopefully, we get away from there. another week of the nfl season means another shot to win big at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl new customers can bet just one dollar on any nfl game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point the last zero zero tie in the nfl was in 1943 so i'd say this is probably a no-brainer if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> All right, so let me jump uh, from that. It's a decent segue into our, the next thing I want to talk about tonight is uh, the special teams, okay? So the, the special teams, it was a story of two different, complete opposite, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of thing going on. So the the penalty kill in general looked very good. Really good. Um, Against a the, really good power play, too. Right. And and there was, a, de- there was a, a very good penalty kill when Peterson got a penalty. And uh, they, it was great. They blocked about three shots uh, in the same uh, the, the same system or whatever, the, the same play. 
and uh, then there was a, a bunch of good clears. There were sticks in the lanes. It was very good. So very well done in that. Um, but uh, the thing I was frustrated about more than anything, and uh, Dad was here watching the game with us, and he was sitting there yelling at the TV, and I was frustrated as well. He was more frustrated, but it's frustrating to watch the other team skate the puck in your zone when you're on the power play, and you're just sitting there like moving your stick around instead of putting the dang body on the defensive player. And I mean, it, and get the puck back. And they were just sitting there, like, watching him. There was one point when Brad Marchand himself, okay, he got a little bit of help from one player, but most of it, it was mostly him, and he killed 30 seconds off of one of our uh, power plays. I think that was in the third period. And it was. That, that's, a, that's 25% of a power play gone like that. And yeah. they, it, it was frustrating to watch. And it's completely opposite of what they were talking about, that they were trying to complete with their power play unit and trying to be as urgent on the power play as our guys are on the penalty kill. It, it looked like there was zero urgency at all. Like, the time on the clock was nothing, and they were just cruising, just going to try and get into the zone, see if we can make something happen. It, it felt like there was no urgency at all. It looked like, it looked like we would have rather been on five on five. Because we couldn't get into the zone at all on most of those. And even when we do set up, I still hate Haskinen on the wall. It doesn't look, he doesn't look comfortable there. It doesn't look normal at all. And I don't see the point for it either. Like, why are we trying to teach Miro Haskinen how to take one-timers off the wall when he's already great up top? He was getting plenty of power play points. And we have plenty of other guys who can take that shot. We have Sagan, we have Radulov, we have Gurionov, and we have Hintz, who have all shown that they can hit that shot. And Ben can hit that shot, too, honestly. Pavelski can hit that shot. There's no reason for us to teach Haskinen something that he would only do on that power play when he's in that position, that he's not going to do elsewhere. I don't understand that at all. I don't. There's no need for Sutter to play on our power play. We have, well, unless Klingberg's hurt, like, right now. But even then, I preferred Lindell's play on the power play last year. Like, he looked better. There's no, I, I don't see any reason for Sutter to have to be on the power play because he doesn't look as good as Haskinen and Klingberg do quarterbacking the power play. And it, it's really frustrating having him on the wall and just standing there waiting to take a one-timer when what he's best at is having the puck. Like, give him the puck. Uh, my only rebuttal to what you – I don't disagree with what you said. I, I, I think Haskinen needs to be up top. I think that would be a better spot for him. And they're not really utilizing him in the correct way that I would feel like. But again, bonus is smarter than me, so maybe he sees something that we don't, or maybe they saw something in practice that we don't. Doesn't look like but, he's smarter um, right now. But give Suter a little bit of a break. It's only the second game. He's in a brand new team after being with another team for what nine years? I think he was with uh, the the Minnesota Wild. And then he he's also with, I, he's never played with all of these guys. I'm Go not ahead. throwing it on Suter more. Anyway, though, like I understand all that, but so is it uh, more bonus then? Yeah, there's no reason for Sutter to be in that okay. position, is what I'm saying. Okay. okay, like that makes sense. He he wasn't signed because of his offensive prowess. Like, yeah, that's a decent bonus, but our we know who our offensive defensemen are. It's Klingberg and it's Haskinen, and that's it. We don't. I I honestly don't want another one. Like, we don't need another puck moving defenseman. We want more solid guys on our back on our back end. And that's what I thought we were trying to do with Sitter. And now that he's on the power play, like, I'm not sure what's up with that. And we already have Klingberg and Haskin who are good at doing what Sitter's doing. Like, Sitter would have to learn that. Same way with Haskin and having to learn the wall. 
when like there's no reason like why are we teaching people like play to your strengths like mm-hmm. the other team is trying to push you into awkward situations and we're putting ourselves in that awkward situation on the power play it it doesn't make sense to me it it's weird and it's completely backwards to what to what i forgot who our power play coach was but there's one there's one coach doing the special team stuff it's completely backwards to what he said his philosophy was on the power play which is to be aggressive and just as aggressive as you are in the penalty kill it's completely backwards because you have guys uncomfortable in uncomfortable positions so how are they supposed to be aggressive when they're not for sure what they're supposed to do it, it doesn't make sense a lot of good thoughts a lot of good thoughts chris um Cooper, do you have anything to add to any of the special team stuff we talked about or maybe the whole Kleinberg versus Suter and why Suter's up there? Do you have any thoughts on that? They looked very uncomfortable in those positions, and they were not playing nearly as good as they normally do. Especially Haskinen. They put him in an offensive position, and he was doing good on the penalty kill on the offensive position, which is weird because the penalty the penalty kill looked better than the power play, for him at least. But his defense ended up, it looked like his defense suffered as a result of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. He was super uncomfortable. There's no reason for him to try, have to learn that wing side, like you said, the offensive position. So I don't understand the point of it at all. It's It seems stupid. I want them to change it. All right, so again, another frustrating thing from tonight. But um, one of the other things I want to get into is is another positive to look at is if, well, depending on how you look at it. Um, our, our fourth line tonight, the one goal that we had, uh, Tanner Caro, great. Absolute he great play. And y'all know on, how I feel about Caro, but he played awesome tonight. And then uh, who knew that Luke Glendening was a sniper? Go figure. Yeah, that was a great shot. It, it was a great shot. And – um, so what did, what, what was y'all's thoughts on the one goal the Stars scored tonight? Yeah, I mean, I thought that whole fourth, that whole fourth line played awesome. They were really good. Uh, I, I, again, think that that line should be changed up. But, I mean, Glendinning and Carroll played really well together. That, that shot by Glendinning was awesome. They were the only, them and the third line were the only lines getting any kind of offensive pressure tonight. And a lot of the times, they were even being put out against Boston's first line. So playing that lockdown role and still getting offensive pressure. So really great game by those guys. They they also seem to kind of take advantage of Boston's not not the best defense from Boston. And they he got room out of that and so he was right in front with no one protecting. Yep, right in the slot, great shooting position, rifled it past. And another one more thing to brag on Luke Glendinning. I think he understood that his last game in the faceoff circle was not acceptable. Tonight he has 67% faceoff circle. Uh, a, a couple of those on the penalty kill as well. So very good night on the circle for him. One of the things I was actually frustrated about tonight also, and I, I sort of kind of slightly mentioned it, but I didn't go into depth about it, was the uh, was the turnovers. Um, on both sides of the puck, the de- defensive side of the puck and the offensive side of the puck. Um, obviously, the most egregious uh, turnover was the Hints turnover that led to Marshawn getting a, a, a penalty shot, right? But um, the other thing that I was mostly frustrated about is that the Stars had opportunities to 
go into the offensive zone and and Boston turned it over in their defensive zone and we did absolutely nothing with it. Uh, there were there were multiple opportunities. I mean, and I'm not joking. It was probably at least, uh, if I had to put a number to it, at least seven or eight times uh, throughout the game when I was just like, great, that's a turnover that we had, that we got from them. And as a team that really relies on counterpunching like that and taking advantage of turnovers like that because we don't score a ton of goals, we didn't take advantage of that tonight. Yeah, I mean, turnovers galore on both sides of the puck, honestly, the Bruins and the Stars. I mean, but but the Bruins could still get into our zone. Like, when we turn over the puck, they could enter our zone and stay in our zone. When they turned the puck over to us, we couldn't do anything with it. So that's why the shot margin is crazy. And I, I, I didn't see the uh, time of possession, but I'm sure the Bruins had that favored widely for them. Um, and random thought again, just kind of segueing to an, another thing I wanted to talk about, but, um, I mentioned something about, uh, Sekera before the game really got going. It was probably about two minutes into the first period. And I talked about Andre Sekera needing to have a good game in the top four. Was there anything that you noticed from Andre Sekera tonight that would make you think that he had a, a good game or a bad game or what, what do you, what do y'all think? I thought he was fine. I mean... He didn't do anything crazy good. He didn't do anything crazy bad. Uh, I mean, Bones obviously doesn't trust him still. He only had uh, 14 minutes, uh, no, more like 15 minutes time on ice, whereas the top three, uh, Haskinen at 28, Sutter at 23 and a half, Lindell at 23 and a half. So he was obviously still not put out there as much, but I thought he was fine. Uh, he's obviously slow on that one play. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but someone burned him. And then took a run at uh, run at Holtby, which was not fun. But yeah, slow guy. But I thought he played all right, pretty quiet overall, which is good for him. Yeah, yeah. he he seemed ahead, to Cooper, do well. He seemed to do well with turnovers too, as he normally turns it over left and right. But today he seemed to be controlling it pretty well. And also, there was a funny thing where he tried to enter the zone. He just got knocked on his butt. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. That is true. I remember that play. Um, uh, I, I've kind of mentioned any all the things that I've kind of wanted to talk about. Um, I, I want to go back to the top six one more time before we close it out. But is there anything specific that y'all saw tonight that uh, we haven't mentioned that we need to talk about? Uh, Boxa has seventeen and a half minutes time on ice, and in a game where we're struggling for goals, that should not be. That's all I'm gonna say. Especially when his faceoff percentage is thirty three percent. Now, uh, when you're looking at uh, some of the time on ice, just to throw some stats out there, uh, it looks like say no, no Ben led all forwards with 19 minutes 31 seconds on ice. Uh, Sagan was second, 1922. Uh, Peterson 1605. So again, it shows it shows all of us that Bonus really does trust Peterson. A rookie. Peterson still played a good game. I mean, he wasn't as noticeable in the offensive zone but that's also because hence couldn't touch the puck without it exploding off the stick um you've also got alexander radulov just a, a tick under 16 minutes hence at 14 and a half pavelski at 17 and four in 41 so let me go ahead and segue into into this portion because uh, this goes back to the top six so it's not like they're not getting the opportunities 
to play because I mean those are I mean that's probably a little lower than what you want for top six uh, players normally. Those that's a little higher than I wanted for this top six. Really? Okay. So they They shouldn't have played that much at all. I mean, I mean Sagan's face off percentage too, thirty three percent. He has let's see one shot on goal in twenty minutes of time on ice. Ben played a little bit better. I thought Ben wasn't as bad, but he, he had a decent game. He had a decent game. Lots of turnovers, though, for him, I thought. Um, but he at least hit the net a couple of times. Uh, Radulov sucked. He was terrible. I'm not even going to talk about that. Uh, yeah. I mean, and Guryanov was bad. I guess he played on that top three towards the end there, and he wasn't very good at all. He at least shot, had some shots on goal, too, though. But with two giveaways. Ugh. So, not good. So if your bottoms if your bottom six are playing better, play them more. Honestly, like. Well, I mean, so what do the stars need to to do to fix this for tomorrow night? Play better. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they were not ready to play today, and it was obvious. That's why I'm I'm saying I, I don't know how much you can take away from this game, just because they just obviously sucked. Like like. Some games you're just gonna suck, and pretty much the top, our top five best for, I would say top six, our top six best forwards, were terrible. They were just, they just sucked. So, if they all suck, we're gonna lose badly, like we did this game to a Bruins team that wasn't even playing that good. The only good player for the blue for the Bruins was Marchand. So, yeah. Yeah, our our top lines did not seem to work well together, especially Sagan. He would he would get it in the corner and he'd just get shut down almost immediately. I I didn't see like more than <coughs> five shots from him, which he's supposed to be a sniper, which yeah. is not. And good. only like one shot on goal in twenty minutes. So yeah, you're exactly right. Not good at all from him. He's got to be trying to score goals, and if he's only getting one shot on goal and he has twenty minutes time on ice, with how much of that being on almost six minutes on the power play yeah terrible shoot the puck that's rough and yeah and, uh, that, speaking of 28 shots on goal with five five and a half power plays yeah that's terrible that's not uh, that's not gonna yeah. cut it it's really not and that's the only reason our shots on goal looks almost normal is because of the five and a half power plays so right. it's yeah it is a really bad night for our forwards well i think i think we've kind of covered just about every single topic if we miss something we'll mention it in in tomorrow's uh tomorrow's stream but uh anyways guys uh the stars will be back again tomorrow afternoon ish evening ish uh when they go and they're flying right now to ottawa to take on the senators in a game that will start at five eastern four centrals and Again, uh, we will be broadcast, or we won't be broadcasting. We will doing a we will be doing a watch along with this game on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube page, uh, starting around three forty five ish. We'll give our original thoughts uh, to uh, to go, and uh, we would love for you guys to to join us on that. Um, I will make sure to put a uh, a link in all of our social media accounts and all that sort of stuff and uh we look forward to having you guys there we'd love to hear see your comments we won't just talk about the game we'll we'll talk about some random hockey stuff as well so 
Um, anything else that we need to mention before we close off, Chris? You want to mention the Mizzou game or not really? Eh, I just it, rolled them. Yeah, yeah. I figured it's just Mizzou. So. Did your job. Although, you know, speaking of which, real, real quick, college football, it seems like there's upsets everywhere right now this yeah. week. This a ton of weird. upsets. This year's yeah. weird. We could see multiple two-loss teams getting into the playoff if the if the Hawkeyes will just lose. Goodness. I can't believe they're staying alive. I, I don't know how they're doing it, but they are. Uh, Cooper, good job, bud. Rookie did a good job on his first podcast. Thank you for joining us, Cooper. Um, along with Christian, I am Ryan. Thank you guys for tuning in this evening. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our social media accounts. And uh, once again, thanks to DraftKings for sponsoring us and uh, allowing us to do this stuff for free. We absolutely love love this, having fun, you know, bringing other people on. And very soon, we will be having other fans coming on to the show as well to give their thoughts on uh, what they think of the stars. You know, uh, PGRs going forward this season. So once again, along with Cooper and Chris, I'm Ryan. Thank you guys, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a very good and awesome evening. Bye.